there are no straight lines in the Marianas Trench of Hate. Welcome to They Mostly Podcast at Night, episode 174, Twister. The dark side of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I break you over that, yeah. No, I like my evil laughs. Oh, look, we have a guest star today of the tornado. The tornado is here with us today. It's it's such an honor to have you on. Hello, tornado. How are you doing today? You know, I have to say, Tornado, you've been here like an hour, and all you say is Baxter. Like every the time, man is dead. let it go. <laughs> Just because you didn't kill him doesn't mean he's not dead. <laughs> yeah, and frankly, reminding us of that all the time is a little mean. I'm hurt a little inside. I know Carnage is a little upset by this, and we want to really talk to you about your role in the movie, Tornado. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I am your host, Chaos. I'm Carnage. And we have two guests with us this week. We have Maverick. Hi. You you skipped the We Are They Mostly Podcast. Well, I was going to do that after I introduced you. Oh, okay. Hi. <laughs> well, we have some guests. I'm sorry. Oh, tornado. We have the tornado. Maverick. <laughs> and we have Just Joe. Hello, everyone. Hello, Just Joe. Thanks, the three of you, for being here. Yes, it's a pleasure to have you all here. Unfortunately, we only have four mics, so just Joe and the Tornado are going to be sharing a mic today. Right. Well, that blows. <laughs> okay, be prepared for like an hour of wind jokes and tornado jokes, guys. It's happening. This is happening. <sighs> um, We are They Mostly Podcast at Night. Mostly. We are two best friends of 20 years who bicker and banter our way through a different horror movie each week. We take turns picking the flicks. And uh, sometimes because we just want to watch a movie like this week. It's not really, you know, the strictest sense of horror movie. It's horror adjacent, I want to say. like it's horrifying in other ways. Like we like to say, um, the, the movies can be strictly horror, straight horror, horror mixed with something, or horror adjacent, like this week's film, Twister. Twista. Twista. Twister. It's a twister, it's, it's right angle adjacent right, to horror. Yes. <laughs> Just like you should be when you're chasing a tornado. Exactly. We are very lucky because Mav is actually a weatherman. Nope, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> a weather specialist. We'll add that to my list of credentials. <laughs> weatherman. Weatherman. Social media maverick. Such a weatherman. Yes, meteorologist. Maverick, maverick is our social media maverick, but... She's here this week because um, we knew she would slit our throats if we didn't have her on <laughs> when we did Twister. I mean, we hinted 
to doing this movie back like when we did the shining i think Oh, it's it's been four years ago, it's been a long time coming. So yeah, I would have been a wow. little bit perturbed if you did this movie without me. Maverick is a weather specialist, amateur. Like, yes, a- amateur meteorologist. Yes, there you go. We need Maverick's expertise in this film. <laughs> yes, you we learned a expertise. lot. Shut up! It's more expertise than these people knew. It's more expertise than you get in this movie. Yes, which we should That's probably see what this movie is, shouldn't we? Or, as yeah. if they haven't guessed yet. <laughs> this week we watched Twista, Twister, done in 1996. It was PG-13, an hour and 53 minutes long, and it got a 6.4 on the IMDb scale. How about the tomato meter? So glad that you asked, because that tomato meter is sitting at a 60%. Critics' consensus, a high-concept blockbuster that emphasizes special effects over three-dimensional characters, Twister's visceral thrills are often off set by the film's generic plot. Audience score, a little bit lower, 58%. Wait, some of it right, the generic plot part, so. Should we do some... I don't know what you're talking you're about. Know what I'm talking about either. Should we do some cast, though? Two-dimensional characters? No. No. Three-dimensional. I think they're lying by one dimension, at least. Well, no, they they were saying, saying there's a lack of three... Oh, dif- lack of three-dimensional characters. Three-dimensional characters. Not uh, that they were three-dimensional okay, characters. Well, if the characters were three-dimensional, they'd be more prone to being blown away by the twister. <laughs> <laughs> because that did not happen. Um, yeah, let's do some cast. Oh, this is crack a, on the floor. <laughs> this is a big cast. Um, Huge. So we're just going to do the the top cast on it's, IMDb. It's a big cast, but you would never really notice that it's a big cast because there's a lot of wasted characters Mm -hmm. yeah this really could have been like an ensemble cast if they wanted to be there's so many good actors in this movie there's so many well-known actors in a lot before they were famous though yeah Yeah, well this was like the 90s though this was when a lot of them became famous i mean i wouldn't say it was they were completely like unknown but um, I'm none of them are like well not none of them but a lot of them aren't like big name stars but there's still stuff that there's still actors that you go oh I've seen them in everything like just you know I think there was a missed opportunity there anyway uh, Helen Hunt was Doctor Joe Harding She's from Mad About You as good as it gets and Bobby Bill Paxton was Bill Harding Bill Paxton. Uh, Aliens, Apollo 13, and Titanic, just to name a few. Carrie Elwes was Dr. Jonas Miller. The Princess Bride, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, Saw, and Glory. Jamie Gertz was Dr. Melissa Reeves. Worst actress ever. No, I'm just kidding. <gasps> oh, we got warned ahead of time not no. to say anything bad about Jamie Gertz. So. <laughs> no, she was in The Lost Boys, still standing in 16 Candles. <gasps> I'm recovering <laughs> from that blow. That was a rough one. You know okay, coming, low on. blow. Philip Seymour Hoffman was Dustin Davis. What? It's e- no, Phil- other way around. Dustin Davis was Philip Seymour Hoffman. Dude, I've been doing it the other way the whole time. You just noticed? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what episode number is this? <laughs> no, I switched hey, it up it on her. I just- lot of- <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, he was known for things like Capote, Hunger Games of Doubt, and we miss him. We we miss Philip Seymour Hoffman a lot. 
And Bill Paxton. And Bill Paxton. And Bill Paxton. Yes. We also miss him a lot, too, yes. Jamie Gertz. She didn't die, but we miss her. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Fuck you, Jamie Gertz is awesome. This isn't like the time you killed Tippy Hedren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Have we got any yeah. confirmation? Is she still alive? Yes! yes. Damn it! <laughs> I figured by between now and then she would have died, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> are awful! <laughs> Can we just continue? Jeez! Nope. Meg Green was Lois Smith. Uh, from Minority Reports, Lady Bird, and Sneaky Pete. Rabbit was Alan Ruck. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, another um, Jean Bonnet, D. Bonnet film Speed, and uh, Sierra Burgess is a Loser. Alan Sanders was Sean Whalen. Never Been Kissed, Man in Black, and Employee of the Month. What was that last one? Employee of the Month. Oh. Preacher Something was... you've never been. That's right. Uber. Oh. Ooh. Shots fired. Preacher was Scott Thompson. Not that Scott Thompson. This one was from Jack Frost, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and Police Academy. Jack Frost, seriously? <laughs> oh, my Wait, God. Wait, which one? The one with Michael Keaton yes. or the bad horror movie that no, we Michael should probably Keaton. do one of these days? We should that. definitely do it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, Beltzer was Todd Field. Eyes Wide Shut, Net Worth, and The Haunting, the 1999 version. Joey was Joey Slotnick. From The Goldfinch, They, Them, and Us, and one very special episode of The Office where Jim opens the door with him going to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Haynes was Wendell Josepher. Uh, She was in Ed TV, Intolerable Cruelty, and Last Action Hero. Um, Lawrence was Jeremy Davies. God, this keeps going. Saving Private Ryan, Solaris, and Dogville. Eddie was Zach Grenier. From Fight Club, J. Edgar, and Shaft. And Willie was Gregory Sporletter. <clears throat> he was in The Crazies, The Rock, and one of, one of my guilty pleasure movies, Renaissance Man. And then we've got two honorable mentions. <laughs> Jake Busey as Mobile Lab Tech. He's an identity. And uh, Starship Troopers, of course. And Anthony Rapp. Who was in Rent and Days and Confused was Tony. You know what's crazy? What's crazy? I didn't recognize Jake Busey. <laughs> I saw him in the cast. I wonder if he got cut, but I don't think he did. I saw so. his name and I was like, Jake Busey was in this? I, know, I, wish I recognized his teeth. <laughs> he was in That's there. That's what Weird. I was looking for. He's like literally in like one scene. I think he's in the first scene, isn't he? Like it's it's, it's like a quick blink and you'll miss it scene. Because I was looking for the teeth. Maybe not the first scene, because the first scene was Joe and her dad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would have been terrible if he was the farmer. <laughs> he was the tornado in that scene. <laughs> oh, my God. Jake Busey as the tornado. Do you want a five seconds? <laughs> the tornado would have so much more bite to it. Ah! <laughs> oh! Burn yes. city here today. Um, I would love one of Carnage's famous five-second summaries. Did you notice, Carnage, when you were gone, we still kept them titled Carnage's Famous Five Second <laughs> Summaries? <laughs> Love it. Thank you. All right. <clears throat> Helen Hunt needed a break from working with bad actors like Paul Reiser. Down with Paul Reiser. So she decided to take a job with Bill Paxton chasing twisters and things went awry. Pippa's no longer your friend. You just <laughs> more shots fired. Oh, she likes wow. Paul Reiser? Yeah. Someone is not what? mad about Paul Reiser. Not mad about Paul Razor. Down with Paul Razor. Do you remember the book? Do you remember the book at 
when we were at but Rockwell Rockwell you remember when we were at Rockwell and there was like the little break room and they had like a little bookshelf and there were some books on it and there was a Paul Reiser book on it yes and I made the and I made the where I where I impersonated him on the cover and I did the like selfie with the book cover <laughs> yes yes I do I remember uh, that okay we need to find because I wanted, I wanted I, to, I wanted to I wanted to steal that book when we left and it was already gone by the time I went to oh, grab somebody it somebody took it back Cass took it oh no, no, it wasn't I me. I would have no. stole it too if I had seen it. If I had you thought know, of it. All I will say about Paul Reiser is that he might work for the company, but don't don't let don't think that makes him a bad guy. <laughs> no, he's a, okay. Okay. He's really an okay guy. He's really an okay guy. Maybe I should do a real summary. Yeah, maybe you should do a real Not summary. Me. You guys do the real summary. No, it's I literally your son. job to do the summary. Zero, eight tornadoes, zero attention span. Tornadoes eight. <laughs> Carnage zero. Not happening. Oh, shit, I'm in the farty chair. <laughs> Fucking hate that chair. <laughs> that just chaos farting all night. Don't be confused. She had hot Well, dogs. actually, it sounds like I'm going to squeak all night instead <laughs> oh. of fart, so. She did have Arby's for dinner, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I had a wrap, okay? It's I'd... actually our pre, pre-show dinner, usually. <laughs> pre-show Arby's. dinner. Yeah. It is a lot, isn't it? If it Arby's is. is listening, sponsorship. Oh, well, we got to get Dr. Pepper to sponsor us first. Though. I actually listened to a podcast today that was so big that Home Depot was one of their sponsors. I was like, okay, that's impressive. And I don't annoying. think Home Depot would sponsor us for all the no. <laughs> all the bad things we've said about it. Well, we haven't said them yet. We're going to say them on this podcast, probably. Oh, we've talked dirty about Home, Home Depot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, all the damage that's done in this movie, they sure could have used a story like Home Depot to uh, <laughs> help repair all these homes and businesses. <laughs> Home Depot. So anyway. <laughs> Anyhow. So uh, this movie opens up with um, a tornado coming. <laughs> and it's a, a farm family and they're rushing they're grabbing their daughter and they're rushing outside to their storm cellar which is nowhere near their Spoiler house alert. for some reason it's baby helen hunt <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's 1969 is when this takes place baby helen hunt they forget the dog for some reason i mean nobody any dog owner would know that you would never just forget the dog as i said there was an incident it would have had to have been at least six years ago at this point that um, we actually had a tornado warning up here in our area and me and Joe woke up and the first thing we did was grab all the little critters all the bearded dragons Mm. put them in keepers toss them in the bathroom then we grabbed the four dogs and at one point we ended up in the bathtub it was me and Joe and four dogs under a blanket in the bathtub. And then by the time we decided maybe one of us should go get the TV and like pull it into the hallway so we can watch it from the bathtub, it, the tornado was already passed. So it was fine. <laughs> I got to say, I know we were, we were joking about the, the dog not being remembered. I, I just read an article about the Miami condo, the, the one that they evacuated. Like people left their pets behind and they wouldn't. They went to the courts to try to go in and get their, like, like this humane rescue people, trying to go back in and rescue those pets before they took down the other tower, and they wouldn't let them. Wow. So I can't That's imagine how many pets actually just terrible. got left behind and died when they demolished that car. Well, I just, okay, to, 
okay. Bounce well, up. now my mood is gone. Hold Sorry. on, hold on. To, ba- to bring it down. Hold on, hold on, hold on. on to, b- to bounce off of that, I actually just read an article, too, that they found a cat alive in the rubble. Oh, good. Almost, it's been almost two weeks, and they found a cat alive. That's awesome. So. Okay, I feel better now. Oh, yeah, that makes up for it. Stop. I, I mean, it's better than. who brought it up. Better than nothing. I cried. Better I than nothing. I need to share that with somebody because I was so upset by it. Because animals should always live. I wouldn't have left my pets. I know. Yeah. I just, I can't, I don't know. As a pet owner, I can't fathom that, I guess. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, I had to flee my apartment, Liam always went with me. Like, there was a gas leak, we fleed. There was baths, we fleed. I mean, we always fled together. Yeah. I don't know. On a sadder note, this movie continues. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it doesn't end at the beginning. Um, <laughs> they finally, they do make it to the storm cellar. Yeah, they... Okay, so I don't have an answer for why the storm cellars are always so far away like that. I do know that, like, out in the Midwest, they do have, like, communal storm cellars. Okay. So, I mean, that would explain possibly why it's a little bit further away, because it's not, like, in your backyard. It's, like, down the street, which is just as scary if you think about it. How the hell do you get there? Like, you, like, run down the street? Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like, you hear, you hear the warning and you run for it, essentially. But yeah, it always throws me when you say the Midwest because technically we're the med- Midwest, and I yeah. know you're not talking about us. I mean, like middle U.S. West, yeah. <laughs> the actual Midwest, yeah. as opposed to like we're in the Great Lakes region. What we yeah. are called, the they Midwest. Got, they got they got like um, lazy. Yeah, like that's the East Coast, that's the West Coast, that's a, okay. Let's just put all. And who cares in the what's West. in the middle? Whatever you want to call <laughs> those twenty-five yourself. states we, are just gonna be Middle West. I mean, we're clearly Eastern part of the United States. It's just it just makes me angry. If anything, we're Middle Eastern. <laughs> we are. That name was already taken. Though. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Joe said, we're part of the Great Lakes region. Yeah. I guess, yeah. So they run for the dubiously located storm cellar. And 50 yards away from the house. Yeah. It's plywood door with the single <laughs> bolt action. Yeah. Single bolt action. Single bolt, what is it? A firearm now? It's got yes, the sim, the flimsy bolt lock. And they get in and then of course the dog comes running. Hey, what the hell? Get back here. I'm not done with you. Open your goddamn door. It's windy out here. So they they open the door and let the dog in. Everybody's cool. And then suddenly the wind picks up and the door starts to rattle. You can hear the tornado say, is anyone in there? I've got cake. Open up. Oh, man. Cake. I would totally open it up if they had cake. I'd be like, the tornado has cake? I bet it does. I bet it picked up a whole party. Candy it- Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's dad tries to be a hero. Here's the tip, kids. Don't be a hero. Don't be a hero. I don't remember what rule that is from Zombieland, but <laughs> don't be a hero. But he tries to be a hero and hold the door closed. Because that'll do it. Because your arm will hold the door in place. Just like when you're hauling that mattress on top of your car. Your arm will keep the mattress in place. Yeah. And the door disintegrates and Joe's dad blows up and away. It's like a Hoover took him. It was so great. It was like... Well, yeah. But here's the thing. Like, 
he gets sucked up and away, but nothing else in that little area. Like, Joe and her mom are right there. They're There's fine. jars of pickles right so next to him. It and didn't even get windy yeah. in there. Yeah. Right. So it's like, if he had just been, if he had just sat in the back with Joe and her mom, he would have been fine. They weren't even in the them. back. They were literally like at the foot of the steps. Right. Yeah, they were just right there. After the pickles. After the pickles. Okay, so everyone screams and Flash. cut to seven. Flash forward. Yeah, cut to current day events. We're at the National Severe Storms Laboratory, NSFL. Yes, I think that's what it stood for. Uh, <laughs> and they're talking about how, oh, this is going to be a bank day for tornadoes. Sweet. Which is cool. That's actually not like a... They don't really use that terminology, but that's not something they would say unless there actually was like potential for a lot of tornadoes in the day. I will say that. And Lloyd Bridges is like, looks like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and then cue the music. And now we're on the road with Bill Paxton and Jamie Gertz. And they're driving to uh, visit Joe, who's working in the field. Joe and her team. And Yes, her team. Um, but but Bill Paxton and Jamie Gertz are getting married, so they have to get uh, the divorce papers signed from Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt, who aren't technically divorced yet, so that Bill Paxton can get married to Jamie Gertz. Yeah, because Helen Hunt's just dragging her feet because she still loves him. She's still in love. Bill Harding is Bill Paxton's character name. That's right. He was Bill. Either way. Jamie Gertz's character name is Melissa. Melissa Melissa Reeves. Dr. Dr. Melissa Reeves. And we have decided that Dr. Melissa Reeves is uh, one of our two Marigolds in this movie. The Marigold Award. You heard it here, folks. Here's the first time ever. (laughs) Two Marigolds in one movie. That's right. The Marigold Award is named from our third third episode episode ever um where marigold was a character who walked on to the set spouted exposition and then walked back off and we never heard from her again so the marigold award is given to those characters who um basically exist only to spout or further or like either spout exposition or in this case like because of her everybody spouted exposition at her Yes, we she, decided that she is like an ad, ad, adjunct. She's an adjunct Marigold? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because if you took her out of the movie, I don't feel that anything would really be different. She, Her character could still exist, but she wouldn't need to exist in the movie. She wouldn't need to be like a She was a character. crutch for the audience. A crutch for the audience. Yes, because basically, things, like, right? yeah, she doesn't know anything about the weather. And so she exists... Just to have everyone explain things to her, therefore also letting the audience know right. what happens. And she's there to, you know, give the occasional moment of comic relief. She is also <clears throat> Mostly that. at her expense. Yes. yes. <laughs> Mostly at her expense. But still, take those scenes out of the movie and it does, it neither adds nor detracts from the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why she's the Marigold. Hooray, Marigold. <laughs> Mama Chaos now has a Marigold sticker on her car. Nice. Yay. They're available in our shop. Go check them out. And we got... Uh, <laughs> Linked in the show notes. 
Bu- uh, buttons too and marigold on it. Yes, we do have marigold I take buttons. I my buttons and put them up on the website, I think. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I got a ton yep. of them. Yep, yep, yep. I want to make like a, a personal problem. <laughs> I want to make a shirt that says friends don't let friends be the marigold. Cuz nobody wants to be somebody who basically doesn't need to exist. I thought it was going to be friends don't let friends be your chad. No, don't be the chad be is the, the is the t-shirt. Okay. Just don't be the chad. Don't be the chad. Friends don't let friends be the marigold. <laughs> anyway, um so they get to where Joe and her team are working. Um, they're trying to figure the camp, out, if you will, the, right? They're they're in a bunch of vehicles, and they're trying to figure out where the next tornado is going to hit, so that they can intercept it because they have a new device that was actually Bill's idea when he and Joe were still together. Um, that call that's called Dorothy, and it's supposed to fly up into the tornado and release a bunch of sensors. Sensors. Thank you, because that word was just escaping me. And um, the sensors are supposed to fly up into the tornado and take lots of data and tell everybody what it's actually like to be in a tornado, so that they can better predict tornadoes and yeah. warn people earlier. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. supposed to help with warnings. This uh, right. this yeah. plot device also has sirens and flashing lights on it, so the tornado knows where to go to pick it up. <laughs> yes. Can I just say something really fast? Because I it, this device, knowing that the tornado would have hit earlier, still wouldn't have saved Joe's father. The door still would have flown off, and he still would be dead. Can we just point that part out? So it's kind of like... that. It, yeah, that's yeah. a fair assessment. Yeah. Fair. Good point. Thank you. Saying he'd still be dead. You would think her her study would have like been to figure out how to come up with like a tornado proof door or something like that. Right, right. But that's just not as exciting. The, I guess. the ultimate underlying moral of this story is don't skimp on the hardware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Joe's whole purpose in life is to storm chase so that she can help predict tornadoes sooner so that people have more warnings and they to don't avenge get her father's death to avenge her father's death <laughs> curse you tornadoes yes <laughs> see she was smart like she knows how a tornado can pick up a body you just attach all those spherical data packs to a body and like let the tornado pick that up i mean wouldn't that be a lot easier <laughs> i'm getting looks here I didn't say it had to be a live body. I'm just saying. <laughs> Maybe a corpse. Immoral and somewhat illegal. Um, That's abuse of a corpse. <laughs> There's two That's more. That's illegal. Two more pushpins for the board. Right there. Dunk. Sorry. Dunk. I Someone's going to get a big picture book a little bit of string to connect you know, those. If I were going to make this string board that theoretically exists, I would have to quit my job and <laughs> devote myself full time to making this string board. Do they make that much yarn and push pins? I'm not that fast. <laughs> I don't know. I would, and then I would get like all these kinds of great points from Joanne Fabrics. And I basically become like one of their super shoppers because of how much yarn I bought from them. And corkboard, because I would have to devote that wall of my apartment to just. It might have to be this other wall over here. This wall's bigger. That wall's even bigger. (laughs) Not that I should be encouraging this at all. I'm just saying that wall is. 
Never mind. Okay, so not a body. Never mind. A bad idea. So anyway, so this thing was Bill's idea slash dream. And he left the team before it came to fruition. So he shows up to get Joe to sign the divorce papers. And she's like, oh, glad you're here. Look what we have. And she unveils Dorothy. And it even like, has oh, a cover sweet. over it so you can dramatically reveal it. Swish. Yeah. Swish your cape. And he gets really excited like a kid in the candy store. And then, of course, here's where we have to pause because everyone has to explain to Melissa how she's dating a weatherman and has no idea what any of this means. I don't understand. Weatherman. Weatherman. There you go. He's um, a weatherman. <laughs> Everyone has to explain to Melissa, like, the purpose of Dorothy and what it's planning on doing. Yeah, and like, blah, Bill blah, blah, never blah. told her in the entire time that they've known each other. Yes, he exactly. He never mentioned it once. Or any, exactly. of this, any of this previous life of storm chasing at right. all. So. Yeah. Um, and while they are discussing this and everything, they get a call that their storm's going up. And they decide, okay, we're going to go down and chase. Joe runs off, and Bill realizes she ran off without without giving him the divorce papers. There's, like, one more spot yeah. that she needs to sign that she somehow missed. In her defense, I've done that, actually. On divorce papers? No, just on paper. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> no, like, signing a chunk of papers like that, you just, like, skip a page. Yeah, I have actually done that. Um, I get the feeling, though, Joe did it on purpose. I don't think this was an accident. She was not ready to let she go. She wasn't ready. She never I let go. I don't know. I, honestly, I kind of really thought of it. It was like an honest accident, but she didn't. Like, she'd had the papers for a long time, but just ha- had maybe literally signed them the night before. Like, so she was signing them in a rush. That's kind of that's kind of the that. the gist that one. I got. How when he's like, it's the same as it was in December. And she's like, I didn't read it in December. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's, AKA, I read it last night. Okay? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what, you know. Um, so everyone drives off and Bill realizes that he doesn't have the paper. So him and Melissa jump in their truck and they fall along behind everybody. Instead of just waiting until they get back. Well, no, I mean, that's because uh, it's not you wouldn't necessarily have like a central hub like that. Like you would your camp would be wherever you stop. Okay. So it wouldn't be like, oh, we're going to go out and then come back, go out and come back. Like you would go out. There's your camp there. And then you go chase and suddenly, OK, now camp is over here and then camp is over here. Like that's even like some people when they're like really hardcore chasers like that, they don't come home for like weeks at a time. So you wouldn't necessarily... Like I said, you, you wouldn't necessarily like want to wait because chances are they're never going to come back, gotcha. at least not anytime soon. So, I mean, yeah. look, look at it this way. Like, they don't ever go back there for the rest of the right. movie. True. I kind of got that feeling like the, he, the way he was racing out to her, it was like he just got an, a found, you know, she was going to be there at, at this window of time and he had to get out there if he wanted to see her. So, yeah, they basically had to follow along because they didn't know when they were going to see them again kind of thing. Although he could, 
I mean, I guess he could put it off for a while, but obviously she doesn't plan to be home anytime soon, so. Well, the only reason why, like, he wanted him signed was because basically they're hinting that marriage between him and Melissa is imminent. Right. So that's why he's kind of pushing for them, and so he can marry Melissa. Excuse me, which, isn't there, like... Is is there a waiting period? I think they just have to serve the papers in court and then they're done. Okay. Yeah. And for a disillusionment, I think it might be a waiting period. I don't think it depends on the state too. I bet. Probably. I bet every like you can get quickie divorces in Nevada, no problem. Well, faster than you can get married. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say, well, you can also get quickie married there too. So I bet it depends on the state. I don't know what Oklahoma's. But I know you can't marry your cousin there. But other than that, I'm not sure what they're. uh, Marriage and divorce laws are. Not sure either. Um, okay, so they rush off to uh, get a tornado and... Whatever happens with that storm, I don't think they ever make that storm. No, I don't think they did. Because Bill and Melissa are trying to catch up behind everyone. And they do. And then here comes the bad guys. Notice it hits a minor scale when they start coming up. <laughs> right. And you can tell they're the bad guys because all their vehicles are black. Yeah. And, and new. And they're, and, new. and they're new. They've got money. Sneak. So they're ob- yeah. obviously bad guys cause, because they have funding. Apparently corporate sponsorship is a bad thing. Grants and sponsorships are bad in this movie. <laughs> also, I will say that the driving scene, the first driving scene in this movie is a fun scene and it's most the most character development some of these characters ever get in the film yeah it is and i the thing that makes me laugh about the whole like oh money is evil kind of thing is that there's like like i can see if you're if it forwards the plot somehow that your people don't have money like they need to do something like something happens in the plot it becomes a roadblock. It's never an issue for them that they don't have money. It's purely there to be like, like, oh, money's bad. Like, well, it's kind of like they're the underdog then. And everyone roots for the underdog. If they don't have money, they're the underdogs, you know? Yeah, it's dumb. It is. No, I don't agree with them. I'm just saying. I think that's what their thought process was, maybe. I don't know. I'm not Michael Crichton. I wouldn't be here if I was. <laughs> so again, I'd be cool. riding a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I would be, too. In the words of Little Croc... Source. 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 I'd be writing a source. <laughs> a source. Roar. Roar. Those are direct quotes. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So you get introduced to Jonas at all. And Jonas is a bad guy because he has corporate sponsorships. And an ever-changing accent. And a dickhead. Let's not forget that part. He, he is, is our, our Chad. Chad. Jinx, buy me a Coke. No. So. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine, I will. Um, yes, our Chad comes from our first ever episode, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, where uh, the Chad is someone who's. He's not the main antagonist, but he is a giant shithead. Agreed. Yes. That's, that's Jonas for that's us. That's Jonas, yes. Played by Carrie Elwes. Oh, I love him. So in the love, in yes. the process of his introduction, someone from his team is that Eddie, is that, yeah, comes up behind Melissa and Bill and is like trying to run them off the road or they're in the middle of the road and he's trying to get around them. 
you need to establish how bad these guys are. Yeah. People off roads. Right. And, and, and Bill drives off the road and blows a tire because he runs over pipe. I'm not entirely sure what that would do to your tire. but He's down. You're just grinding metal against metal now. You've broken the transaxle. <laughs> what is that from? Oh, aliens. aliens. Oh, okay. And then another jump cut. Now we're at some other meeting spot. This is why I say I don't think they made it to that twister. Well, isn't yeah. that where she flipped Joe? Isn't that where Joe flipped her Chuck, or was that later? No, that's later. That is later. This okay. is this is the like roadside diner ice cream yeah. stand oh, thing. That's right. Slash mechanic. They're still waiting to get to the storm. I think at this part. Yeah. So yeah. We've only seen one tornado at this point. We're what like fifteen minutes in or longer, and we've only seen the initial tornado. Yeah. Yeah, so Joe is, or Bill is getting the tire fixed on his truck. And everyone else is just kind of hanging out at this diner. And Bill then realizes that Jonas is taping, like, a spot explaining his magical tornado tracking device, which looks oddly like Dorothy, except it's called Dot hey, 3. And his They're sensors cubes. are square and made Come of aluminum. Now. Yes. Yeah. And his, his little sensors are cubes. Not circles. Much cubes. Like made out of aluminum and I don't, plexiglass. I don't know why they weren't pyramids. Um, so he's anyway. like taping a spot explaining what this is, blah, blah, blah. Bill blows a gasket, punches him on live TV, and starts yelling about how you stole my design. Because apparently two people working in the same field can't have the same design or same idea for anything. Never. Ever. Yeah, that can't happen. Never happens with scientists. Scientific research isn't built upon earlier scientific research. No. It's after Jonah calls him weatherman that it really gets... Oh my gosh, Jonas calls... Oh, sorry. Jonas calls him weatherman and he just flips out and it's like, but dude, you are a weatherman. It's the way like, he says it, like it's an insult. It's like weatherman. weatherman. And so basically it's just it's setting up Jonas as a Chad. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't earlier in the movie, wasn't Joe gently ribbing Bill about being a weatherman? Yeah. She was. Dusty was too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess it just depends on who it comes from. The rage had built up from the previous <laughs> incidents to this yeah. boiling. Um, so after this little toss-up, blow-up, blah, 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 again, like I said, Jonas is setting himself up as the Chad because he talks to Joe and he's like, oh, you need to control him. And Joe's like, I can't control him. He's not my people. And then he's like, oh, where are you guys? Where are you going? And she's like, oh, sharing valuable information. Again, is that not the crux of science is to share it's not share information. I'm no. sorry. Are we only allowing <laughs> yes. one scientist to see the tornado today? Yeah. It's supposed to be about the free exchange of ideas and information to further progress. Hey, only one person won the Nobel Prize. I do I like, though, how, how Jonas gives that spot. He's like, the days of sniffing the dirt are over. And then later Bill's outside sniffing the dirt. <laughs> he is, in fact, sniffing the dirt. Which yeah. would do nothing weather-wise. Clears out your sinuses, though, doesn't it? No. No. That's not no. right. <laughs> I would think they would plug them up. Is that anything. why your sinuses are always clogged? I sniff dirt a lot. Somebody told me it would help once. So, I don't know. And then Joe has a little conversation with Melissa. And Melissa's like, you're not over him. But Joe kind of deflects the question and just says, check, please. 
and then you cut to Bill, who's standing outside doing human barometer meteorology meteorological things. I was just thinking about my own human barometerness, in that just that like my head would be hurting so bad oh, if there oh, was yes. a storm building like that. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And my and my sinuses would be clogged. And... We had storms roll through yesterday, and I could tell because my back started hurting. Like it started in my shoulders and actually like moved down to my lower back. I could feel oh, it. Wow! I was like, oh, this is great. Bill's outside sniffing the dirt, reading the entrails of chickens, looking at the sky, <laughs> stuff like that. You know. The important stuff. Right, right. Rolling the bones. <laughs> and then he he goes, we got to get out of here. And everybody on his not team, Joe's team, because now, like, he says, I'm not back. But yet, magically, like, All now, of a sudden, he assumes the leadership position again. Yeah. Um, they all peel out. Jonas watches and then follows along, like, a minute later. Again, setting himself up right. as the Chad. Now, keep in mind that at, at the beginning of the movie, like they established that this is going to be a big event with lots of tornadoes, but yet th- these two rival teams are going to the same place. The same, the same place at the same, same time. They they never like branch off or, or try to like, look for other tornadoes. Or... It's not even like this plot thread is going to go anywhere. <laughs> they just occasionally drive into each other exchanging insults and then, you know, really... That's it. Until that, death. That really is it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were going we'll to get there. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, this time, uh, Bill jumps into Joe's truck with her, doesn't she? Yes. And yeah. I think Melissa goes with Dusty. Yes. Or no, she drives herself. I'm sorry. She drives herself because she almost gets hit by... She drives Joe's... She drives Bill's truck. Yeah. Sorry. That's right. Because she almost... Yes. She almost runs into Joe's truck. Because, yeah, when... Um, so, Joe's, they, Joe and Bill are in Joe's truck... <clears throat> Uh, the tornado is coming faster than they thought, and they actually have to go under a bridge to hide from it. Well, because he, yes. being the seasoned storm chaser that he is, made the stupidest, one of the stupidest decisions ever to drive off off a beautifully paved road onto and into a gully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Joe, that he could Joe not get out of. Him. It was like yeah. an irrigation ditch with steep sides that you couldn't. Just conveniently for the plot, big enough to drive the truck down into. Yeah, never seen. You know, but not drive the right. not drive the truck out of. Right. So they get stuck in there, and supposedly the brakes are out at some yeah, point. Yeah, because it crashes right into that that bridge that goes yeah. over the ditch. Um, the tornado swings around behind them, and then proceeds to travel the direct length of irrigation yes, ditch. It makes a one hundred and eighty directly turn. at them. <laughs> They get out of the truck and attempt to launch the Dorothy. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Joe wants to, but Bill's like, there's no time. No time, man. Yeah. (laughs) Do it, Joe. That's it, man. There's no time. Game over. We got to go, man. And then they hide behind the truck under the bridge. And there's no rain in this storm either. Conveniently, there is no rain falling. When all of this is happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they just hug the bridge and they're fine. Like the poles under the bridge. Like they're not it, the, the the tornado picks up Joe's truck and dumps it on the road, which but is they're fine. Right they're next not to where they're, they're not, not affected by the blowing mud, right. which could potentially suffocate you if it's if there's enough. Pieces of debris flying. I mean it destroys a 
farm right behind them, and yet no debris. No debris. The wind is picking up objects that weigh tons, but leaving people that weigh, you know, less than 200 pounds perfectly on the ground. It picks the truck up and blows over the bridge and then just disappears. They never actually, they don't pay, they don't actually show that one like dissipating or anything like Ooh. that. It just you guys. blows, blows off screen. <laughs> <laughs> Goes off screen and we never mention that tornado again. It's dead to us. <laughs> <laughs> and it drops Joe's truck on the road in the 10 feet between the back of Dusty's car and Bill and Melissa's truck. In the opposite direction the tornado is going. By the way, the tornado that also changed direction 180 degrees again. Yeah. It's a problematic tornado. It doesn't know what it wants to do. <laughs> Just saying. It's a teenage tornado. It's lost. It doesn't know what it wants to do or where it wants to go. So, um... It is forbidden. (laughs) I love this part because Melissa has this terrible scare where she has to suddenly drive around the Jeep truck. It's It's a Jeep. It's a Jeep truck. Yes, it's it a Jeep is a pickup. Pickup truck with Jeep on it. I think the only one ever made. No, they, no, they make point. them now. <laughs> but yeah, at that point, that was not normal. Um, and uh, Dusty's like, "Oh my God, are you okay?" And then Bill runs to her, and he's like, "Are you okay?" And she's freaking out, of course, as you would be because she was almost in an accident, and Bill almost got picked up by a tornado. Oh, but Joe is just exhilarated, and Joe is just excited. Yeah. <laughs> And so is Dusty. He's like, what was it like? It's the best ride I've ever been. D- Dusty, by the way, is the most insane, unhinged character in the movie. Mm-hmm. And they continually feed Melissa to him. Continually. <laughs> I know. Poor Melissa. I like Dusty, though. He's my favorite character. They should have made a movie just on him. <laughs> well, that's when they decide aunt, uh, Joe's aunt lives nearby. And they're like, food. Let's go to your aunt's house. She's like, no, we're not invading my aunt's. And they're like, yes, food, come on, let's go. And then cut away to the next scene and guess where they are? Her aunt's house. Taking showers and eating steaks and eggs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're eating steak and eggs and mashed potatoes and rolls. Oh, my God, it looks so good. And explaining more about tornadoes to Melissa, who knows nothing. So that's fun. And then more nonsensical weather terminology that's only half accurate. And here's where we meet our second Maria Gold in Aunt Meg. Aunt Meg. 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 Yes. (laughs) Meg. (laughs) Who only exists to tell us why Joe follows the tornadoes. Like we didn't figure that out ourselves. She's trying to find her father (laughs) who was taken up 30 years prior. He never came back down like her truck did. He's still up there. He's still up in the clouds somewhere. And she's going to take revenge on the tornado for that. Oh, yeah. You can definitely tell they were trying to shoehorn the Moby Dick element into the movie and then just decided somewhere in that movie to, nah, we're just going to stop doing that Moby Dick theme to this. But they tried it for a minute or so. They did try it for for at least a half an hour, 45 minutes maybe. Yeah. So while they're at Aunt Meg's house, then there's no tornado, so they have to leave all of a sudden. Yay. Damp, damp, damp. But Joe has no oh, more wait. truck. Before that, during the dinner scene, we get a pour, like, this dramatic 
explanation on what an F5 tornado is, and they act like it's a rare event. But Maverick, will you fill us in on the uh, Fujita scale? And well, why? it's no longer the Fujita scale. Now it's the Enhanced, enhanced Fujita scale, scale, also known as the EF scale. They do have that part, right, where they it's what a tornado destroys. I mean, there's a little bit more to it than that that has to do with, like, engineering. Um, it has to do with, like, how well-built the house is. Something There's deep-dive descriptions down to, like, bolts and the but it's, concrate foundations and stuff like yeah. that. It's but based a, on a general, destruction and a not general on A general rule is, yes, like you, they base... The EF scale is based on the wind speed which is derived from the destruction left behind by the tornado. As for EF5, which, yes, is the highest level, unlike you, IMDB, whoever put that bullshit on there about an F6. We'll discuss that in a minute and why I'm so hot about that. (sighs) In with the good, out with the bad. (laughs) F5 is... Oh, wait, wait, out with a bit? Damn it, I've been doing it wrong all these years. (laughs) Um, The F5, EF5 is the highest level on the scale, winds over 300 miles an hour, if I'm correct. I'll probably check that in a minute. Um, Basically, that is going to leave nothing but the slab, essentially. Right. But in the movie, they act like it's like a -a once-in-a-lifetime event. They do. They act like it's a -a once-in-a-lifetime event. On average, I think there's between 5 and 10 a year. So they're not as rare as you think they are, but they're still nowhere near like popping up every day. All of these veteran storm chasers act like that, say that they've never seen one before, only one of them has. And then, like, how long have they been storm chasing if they've never seen an F5 tornado? (laughs) I know. This is new to them. (laughs) <laughs> Which we should we should probably I mean the way they act very well could be a new team. <laughs> yeah. We should probably mention that probably all of us here have some sort of experience with a tornado because we live in the US and we've all lived in areas where tornadoes are more or less common. Um I mean still not common. Yeah, like it's not like we live in Oklahoma where it's like a yearly thing. We get tornado warnings and watches probably a couple times a year. Yeah. I don't know. Well, when I lived in Georgia, they felt common, but well, yeah, that's, I didn't that's, live in Tornado Alley. Well, I've lived in Tornado Dix. Alley for a minute, but I, well, in I Georgia, Georgia though, that's um, don't please don't anyone kill me for this. This is just the title, Dixie Alley. It's <laughs> it's there's a spot down in that area that is known to get them quite often it's kind of like an offshoot of tornado alley okay so yeah georgia georgia's kind of like the very outer edge of that real quick story i promise i'll make it quick yeah okay so we all grew up in ohio most of us did you were born in ohio grew up born in new york i was born in new york grew up in georgia live in ohio now okay um chaos and i actually moved to indiana i moved there first though and we get tornado warnings every once in a while out here in ohio but my first time I went grocery shopping in Indiana, all of a sudden the tornado siren goes. And when we get in Ohio, it means there's a tornado coming. It's not like, you know, we get them all the time. And I'm like, why is, why is no one freaking out? The tornado siren's going around. Everyone's just doing their... Yeah, they have them every once a month as yeah. a, like a practice thing. I had no idea. I thought there was a tornado coming. <laughs> they have those here. Yeah, they do. We that here. They do have those here. Yes, they, they have yes. those here. Do they? Yes, yeah. they do. I never got them out I hear them live. every single month. Seriously? Because yeah. yes. I've never heard them here. Yeah, up up here in 
In our county, it's the first Wednesday of every month. Yeah, I think. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I did, see. I never lived in your county, so I don't know that. Yeah. So. We also live near a nuclear uh, power plant, so we have the those warning siren tests too. Yeah, <laughs> you're screwed if that goes. If you hear that that warning, like the where it actually happens, just bend over and kiss your ass. Well, goodbye. triple triple on that too. Me and Jess Joe live very close to a um, big manufacturing plant as well. Mm-hmm. I th- it must be shift change. I think is every day at about ten. So I hear those sirens too on really nice days. Oh, <laughs> so when I'm aware, when I'm working and I have the windows open and like nothing else goes on and I hear those sirens, I'm like, okay. yeah, it's basically <laughs> it's basically an oil refinery. Pretty yeah. Much. Oh my gosh. Wow. See, we don't get any sirens out by us. To the point where like the company will patrol our neighborhood just to make sure that we don't have like high levels of fumes or anything. Yeah. If the weather, if the wind is right, if we walk outside, you can smell the natural gas. Nice. Oh, that's yeah. safe. Well, I mean, technically, it, it, yes. But, yeah, because it's know. just the scent. Still, that would freak me out. All right. Anyway, yeah, Anywho. just because, just pointing that out because um, for our for our international listeners, I've, tornadoes are not common like anywhere else in the world. Really, it's, we're just special they do ha- they do happen they, they do, do happen, happen but yeah. it's just it's not like it is out here yeah it's not like Kansas Oklahoma Indiana all those areas out there you know? yeah because it's the not plains. it's not so fucking flat everywhere yes. yeah they're just lucky out there yeah we have well, topography we could talk about a whole reason why it's so flat out there and it's not natural at all but anyway that's not the point of this podcast so damn could glaciers. it be the point of this contest <clears throat> no huh I said, could it be the point of this podcast? You really want to talk about industrialization and farming in America? Yes. Let's just change this whole podcast to history. Why don't we just create a new podcast? Yes. Based on industrialization. Yes. Can we do that? And the negative effects of manufacturing and (gasps) globalization. Yes. Plot twist. (laughs) (laughs) Plot twist. This is no longer a horror movie podcast. We'll make a separate one. It's fine. So... Joe clears out her Jeep, and they salvage as many of the sensors from the ruined Dorothy as they can. And she sweet-talks Bill and Melissa into letting them, her team, her, use their truck. A sacrifice. Their brand-new truck. Their beautiful, beautiful Yeah, their brand-new truck. Their brand-new Dodge Ram. (laughs) That he only has liability coverage on. Bullshit! There's a lot of product placement in this movie also. Oh, yeah. So, and then jump cut, and now their beautiful, brand new, bright red Dodge Ram is head of the line, and we're going off to chase another storm. We're in an hour already. We can trim some of this. It's fine. We'll roll with it. Um... Or it's just a special a, one because we got two special guest stars. Today. Yeah, we do. And so they get they get word of another storm forming, and they shoot out ahead and go look for this storm. We finally get some comedy because they're crossing a bridge between a lake, and there's, <laughs> there's well, they like, call them they call them sisters. But it's like there are two tornadoes and then suddenly they don't they never acknowledge the one tornado because then the one tornado then splits into two. So then technically aren't there three. But then don't they combine eventually too? 
Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, You're trying to apply logic now? But this is this is where you get that the the infamous scene with the flying cow. 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 Another cow. <laughs> I've got to go. we got cows. <laughs> Actually, I think that's the same one. I love that. Um, this is a very famous line from this movie. Yeah. And so they go, they go through these storms in the truck. Melissa is screaming bloody murder because she's never been through a tornado. Like, ever. Like ever. Again, how how is she so oblivious to this part of his life, but she's getting married to him? They met last week. It would never work. <laughs> and tornadoes blow through, go away, whatever. It doesn't, it spins the truck a little bit, but it doesn't, like, do anything other than that. And squeaky farty chair. Quick like a band-aid. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um I passed that to you. <laughs> <laughs> so they go through they go through those tornadoes. Joe is like really like jazzed on like adrenaline. It is her mission. She must succeed. And Melissa is like essentially traumatized. Totally traumatized. It reminds me a lot of our group of friends and how like (laughs) we react to any situation. (laughs) Pretty much. Um it's so sad because Dusty's usually the one consoling her mostly. Like, Bill's like all amped with Joe, and Dusty's like consoling Melissa more than, you know, her fiance. Yeah. Doomed relationship. Yeah, just Get a little out. bit. Oh, and by this point, Dusty has faded into the background. <laughs> Poor Dusty. I think at this point, by this point, Melissa should have been like, you know what? I'm out. Thrown the ring at Bill and just like zoomed the fuck out of there. Like, yeah. Bill, I'm done with you. I'm going with Dusty. But. <laughs> I mean, in theory, yeah, that would have worked out really well. But first, we have to hear overhear the CB radio conversation. Yeah, but then time. then we have to go. Well, wait a minute. Did we backtrack? No, because they go through those tornadoes, and that's when they go to Meg's house. We yeah we we went to Meg's house, and so then we get another call because then she she's riding with Dusty that time. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so then they get another call and they run out, and because Melissa goes with Dusty that time. There's so many tornadoes, I forget which there's one comes eight where. Eight tornadoes. Yeah, there's it's only like there's eight, eight tornadoes in this whole movie. Did you say two. only eight? Yeah, only eight. It's like seven too many. <laughs> that right there is. Um, she's broken. <laughs> I, think she's, I think her cat's broken. <laughs> she's happy. So they. Uh, Joe and Bill go through this other tornado and we got drama going on here because it's showing supposedly that there's a tornado on radar but no one is making visual contact of said tornado. And this is this is not just Joe's team. Jonas's team is doing the same thing. They're saying, oh, there's a tornado, tornado on the ground. But they're not seeing it. They're like, oh, I think it's over that hill. Through the hailstorm they go. Yes. So this is this this is we get the flying boat, we get the squeaky tricycle 
that we hits get hail. We get hail. We get tree branches. Tree branches. And the growling tornado. And too. telephone yes. poles are being sucked from the ground. Yes, they are. But yet the dodge. But nothing happens ventures to the dodge, forth. really. Yeah, they he get ways to set up Dorothy, but it doesn't work. Yeah, the truck gets a power pole on top of it. They never really discuss how they get the truck back after that. Yeah. But, um, and in the heat of the moment, Bill professes his love for Joe. On an open mic. On an open mic. An so open everybody box hears line. it. So everyone hears Melissa. it. Technically, yes. he just says that he got her. She's got. She doesn't have anything, and she's got hurt him. So I mean, that was a, that was enough. a declaration of love. Yeah, it was a declaration right. of love. So Melissa's upset. <laughs> blah blah blah. So of course it's time to go to the movies. Let's all go, go to, to the, the movies. movies. Let's, Let's all go, go to the movies. Let's put a better movie in this movie. Let's put a better movie in this Never movie. Never put a better movie in your movie than your movie. Yeah, because you just want to stop this movie and go watch that movie and stuff. Like, Let's so stop they, this they movie. So they go to another roadside drive-up eatery at the drive-in movie theater. Adjacent is it, is there it is called is like the Stardust the, or something yes, like it's, that? It's mm-hmm. showing... The Stephen King, Stanley Kubrick film, The Shining. Which this, is, is, this is where we circle back to that episode, to our old episode, oh, where I talked about the first time I ever saw The Shining was in Twister. And there is an <laughs> homage to Stanley Kubrick in this movie where there's a, a character named Stanley and a character named Kubrick, both on Jonas's team. So, nice little homage mm-hmm. to him. So. Wait, the time frame of, that, of The Shining playing doesn't make any sense because it shows the scene... Where Danny sees the twins in the hallway, and then a few mere minutes later, Jack's breaking through the the uh, apartment Which door. Which is like an hour yeah. later into the movie. Yeah, it, just it really doesn't make is. Sense. And that's God. when the tornado hits. Is when Jack's breaking through the door. See, the tornado is just angry that the drive-in had skipped a reel somewhere and cut out <laughs> half the movie. So Joe's team, Joe's team is like watching the weather um, on their mobile dopplers that are in the back of their vans and all that stuff um you hear a report on the radio about a tornado hitting a campground because they're telling people not to come to the campground blah 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 and then the wet the wind changes again minor scale And tornado forms. I always assumed it was the same tornado that had hit the campground. I don't really know. They don't explain that. Could be a sister. What is up with you and sisters? Um, she, she never had one. She she, she wishes one. she did. I feel like I'm missing out. <laughs> sisters are overrated. Sorry, Ashlyn. Um, <laughs> Ashlyn's my older sister, by the she way. She listens to this, though. Come I on. No, I don't think she does. My sister. Um, so... One of Joe's, I think it's Dusty, is like, it's coming. And then, like, he just runs. But then you get, like, the the minor scale and get a couple notes. And the wind picks up, and there's a tornado. And it hits, again, the spot where Joe and her team have decided to bunker down for the night it's pissed off it's following them Come yeah on. it's yeah. They, they go it's like this, this now like, it's like a deliberate act of god here <laughs> they go into this flimsy steel aluminum 
Quonset hut that is an automotive garage, but it's one of those instead of having like the car elevators, they have like the lower level where you can go down and just drive. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is convenient yeah. in is this convenient, case. Yeah. So everybody hides in the pit, but the roof gets ripped off and debris flies everywhere. Finally, we get debris, including yes. cars. De- cars. Someone cars on the production fall. team remembered wait a minute, debris is a thing. Finally, we get debris flying around in the air and a couple of people get hurt. Including Preacher from Joe's team. Preacher gets hurt. With a hubcap. Love it. Yep, with the hubcap. Um, once, again, once again, these people chase storms for a living. They know the dangers of tornadoes. Maybe they don't. So why? <laughs> They've never seen an F5. They they were a good storm-chasing team. Come on. They just said they're a storm-chasing team. I mean, team. I'm They're not to, sponsored by GMC. I'm starting to worry at this point that they're actually not a very good storm-chasing team. <laughs> Maybe Jonas' like, team is better. Yeah, like I said, they're they're a storm chasing team. They should know the danger and understand the danger. So why aren't they all huddled like on the ground? No, like again, this is what we're taught to do in school. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, oh god, yeah, I remember turning. Aren't you girls. when you take cover in like a lower level basement? Aren't you supposed to be against the wall mm-hmm. in the direction the tornado is coming? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. no. Just uh, your head knelt and your arms over your head. To yeah, you're just supposed to. Protect well, they your don't head. do any of that no. down there. That, well, that's what I'm saying. School clearly. That's what I'm saying is like you would think they would know better and they would know like you don't just putz around like yeah. in a tornado. Protect so, your like, head and neck. And go like yeah. ooh shiny. Yeah, and try and catch the freaking like tube that's blowing around like. What the hell? Y'all deserve to get sliced across the face with a hubcap, okay? Slapped with the hubcap. <laughs> and, I mean, but other than, like, a few minor injuries, tornado blows through. They all start crawling out of the rubble, and their trucks are still sitting there and are totally, like, still working. Well, they did lose the station wagon and the truck with the with the old camper on top. I don't know if either one of those are a loss, though, really. They should have been, but they're probably magically okay. In but the there again, season. there again... We need to go back and but see they're if still, they are. Like, the other the other cars are still sitting there. Like they're not they don't have their windows blown out or anything. And yeah, they, they don't have any the damage. The screens are still like just working right. perfectly in the back. Like seriously, where do we get that kind of plot all armor? Their, all their equipment <laughs> is fine. But then the tornado goes to Meg's house and just demolishes the fucker. I mean, yeah. So it's, yeah. it's like they crawl they crawl out of theirs and they go and that's the first thing they do is run and check and be like, oh, where's it going? Right on right their equipment that's yeah. still running in perfect order in their vehicles. Yeah. We never do figure out what happened to the people at the drive-in movie theater, because nope. I guess that's not important. Died. So we nope. just glaze over. We just assume everything. I mean, because there's fine. the people. There was the girls at the diner that Meg was like, get underground, get underground. And then there's the people that were like fleeing the cars at the drive-in. Nope, we don't care about them. Right. <laughs> um, and so, yes, apparently, according to the magical still working um, navigation equipment, Doppler equipment, whatever it is. Radar's not sensitive. The tornado is heading straight for Meg's aunt's, or Joe's aunt's house. Meg, yeah. Meg. Her aunt Meg, yes. Right, and so they rush out there, and it's completely demolished by the time they get there. Yes. They are able to find Meg. She's um, pretty much fine. She's in the basement under some rubble, but the dog alerts their presence. Their dog, Moe's. The dog who does not have a scratch on him and is perfectly okay. 
Yes, Dog alerts them to where Meg is. They're able to get Meg out of the wreckage. She's able to get in an ambulance, even though she's only got a bumped head and a broken wrist. And they take her away with the... She assures Joe that she's got to get back out there and keep chasing because she's got to, you know keep pursuing her white whale so that that she can you know win self-determination for the south moldavian people (laughs) Um, oh my god so much happens in this 24 hour i mean it's 24 hours this movie yeah, 24 it's like, hours it's one so day. much fucking stuff It's happens. a busy day. So the house is demolished, except for this, this Meg does, like, metal work. So, yeah, and all of one her, metal vein. All of her folk art is okay in the yeah. front yard. And it triggers this thing for Joe saying, oh, that's how I know how, I know how to make Dorothy fly. I tell you, put it on a dead body. That'll make it fly. I'm just saying. So, Would you stop a, with the dead bodies? Oh, my apparently God. Apparently, Aunt Meg is like an expert master welder if all of her welded art is perfectly fine in the front yard. Well, she was teaching people when they first got there. Yeah, she is like apparently. An wow. She's a shitty welder. teacher, though. She doesn't even have any freaking safety equipment on. She's like right Wait, next to that person. She's right next to that person equipment. welding. So what you don't want to do is wear any of that fancy safety equipment when you're welding with gas heated hotter than the sun. <laughs> So they fixed Dorothy up with Pepsi cans that they miraculously have like they, 50 they go they find make, a million. They make wings, wings they find for all a the sensors. Ton of Pepsi cans. That's what they are. They're Specifically wings. Pepsi wings cans for all the sensors. Pepsi. That's what happens. And um, <laughs> then they go off to try to make Dorothy fly again. They find another twister. But so does Jonas though. This still doesn't okay. In again, the meantime, again, we'll, this doesn't make sense to me because, like, after the tornado blows through Wakita, then they're like, "Oh my God, it's an F 5 Or dun, dun, it dun, says dun. like the NSSL is predicting an F five. Okay, the NSSL and the NWS and all those other letter jumbles. WA, <laughs> DMX, BMX. Too soon. You know, they don't make predictions like, "Oh, we're going to see an F five today." They just say potential for tornadoes, significant tornadoes. They wouldn't be like, oh, we're, we're predicting an F5. Really Especially not like 12 hours out, which is kind of like, because this all happened at night. And then the F5 itself actually hits like the next day. Wow, everything is really blurry with one contact in. <laughs> so... Montage. It would have been the perfect place for a montage of everyone montage. of everyone working together to put wings on Dorothy's sensors. The last two that they have left because they had four at the beginning and we've dumped two. So we have two left. And in the meantime, Melissa has decided that she has had enough. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that important plot point. Whoops. She pretty much gives well, Bill the go to her speech. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so yeah. Joe signs the divorce papers, by the way, finally. But then right after she does, Melissa decides she's done. And uh, that's back at the drive in. Yeah, that's right. back at the so drive in. No so Joe, Joe signs the papers. And then with all the destruction, it's like, I would assume they just blew away. <laughs> if you listen closely, you can hear the casualties in the, in the uh, drive-in moaning, what about us? 
quiet you. We're we're being sentimental over here. My spleen. Shut up. So anyway. I'm trying to move us forward. Shut up, yeah, so they, yes, they chased yes. this last tornado. Yeah. They're on the thing. They Are we finally to tornado number eight? This is, this is tornado number eight. This is the F5. The big this one. Is, um, the first thing that happens is they, they're the chasing it, and they get stuck on like a tree branch. And as they're stuck on this tree branch, they see this tanker truck just being gently swooped through the tornado, and it thankfully comes at them and gently nudges them off the tree branch. The tanker truck that again. probably weighs three to four times more than their pickup truck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, and it gets picked up again, but their pickup truck does not. Right, and it goes right through it. It's like, and it gets slammed down right in front of them. And of course yeah. it explodes. Yes. Then there's the house that gets dropped in front of them, because of course a house weighs No, less. it rolls in front of them. It rolls. I'm sorry, it rolls in front of them. Bowling for Paxton's. <laughs> <laughs> Which they drive through. <laughs> so they drive through the house literally like... They come out a window, and you see them drive through the house, and you see them crash through the door openings. And fortunately, there's just this line of windows and doors that they can just drive straight through. Perfect straight line. Right up the stairs. It's cool. And but, they drive out a window, and they're so through the house. they realize after they go through the house, they're like, all right, last time. There's one more Dorothy. It's our last go-around. Honestly, if this is like your life's work, don't you think you would keep at it until you got it right? Pisha. Anyway. So they decide it's a great idea to just drive the truck itself. Because they realize, I guess, after finally it took them three tries to realize that there's no way the tornado is going to pick up the sensors because the Dorothy itself doesn't weigh enough? Is that? Yes. Right. That's what they've been saying is that Dorothy doesn't weigh en- Or that's what they're saying now is that Dorothy doesn't weigh enough. And it took them three tries to realize what this. You think so they try to, they try to con- also convey this information to Jonas, who is also trying to take his Dorothy, or Dot 3, into this giant tornado. Um. And way too fucking close to it. <clears throat> way too fucking close. Don't get me started on that. It'll be another 15 minute rant. Oh God, no. And Jonas is like, no, no, I'm not listening to you. La, 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 la. I'm not listening to you. I'm not listening to you. And they're like, we're trying to warn you. We're trying to warn you. He's like, no, 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 no. La, 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 la. And then Jonas gets killed. Well, poor Eddie. Eddie's like, we should listen to them. They're not going to let us get hurt. And then Eddie gets stabbed with a fucking antenna right through the windshield. Yes. Poor Eddie. Yeah, Eddie gets impaled. He's Fucking dead. Jonas and deserves then, his. Eddie doesn't deserve his. And then, no, Eddie did not deserve that. And then the tornado picks them up and they're both dead. Supposedly, people claim this, this is, a, this is a, a thing that people claim. They say if you watch close enough, you can see that Jonas somehow gets out of the car. Bullshit. Yeah. I like to believe that he it's, is dead. Fiery. Yeah, it's, they say if you watch him... The last scene when it actually shows like him through the windshield, he kind of ducks down to the right, and people are saying that's him opening the door and doing a tuck and roll. Mm. I say even if he did get out, he was doing a tuck and roll out of a truck into the winds of an F5 tornado. It doesn't really matter. He was still dead. Yeah, I yeah. agree. <clears throat> Anywho, so they die, and Joe and Bill are like, oh, we tried to warn him. 
And that's, we just never mention that ever again. Right. And that's when they decide, okay, we have to drive our truck into this big ass tornado, which they do. Sets the cruise control and they tuck and roll. Right. Into corn, which cannot feel good at all. That oh. would rip you to shreds. You know, yeah. Hunt actually got hit um, in that scene, too. Like, she actually really got injured because they didn't have the doors propped open. And she. Yeah, it came uh, back and smacked her in the forehead. Mm-hmm. As it would, yeah. <laughs> and so they tuck and roll and they watch the truck go. Go, 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 go. And it magically works this time i don't really understand how it didn't work before and now it magically does top pops off power of pepsi (laughs) (laughs) the plexiglass top pops off these things take off they look like little like fireflies and they fly up into the tornado and then the truck gets sucked up and it's like yay well the most whimsical music ever plays that could be the end of the movie right there yeah you can have the tornado coming at them but we have one more dramatic, dramatic set. The tornado shifts. Now they have to unroll. Shifts in motion because now it's like, ow, you drove a truck up my butt. <laughs> I'm going to get you. And it comes after them. Yes. Now they have And to now it's chasing them. A tornado. I, uh, and they head directly into Dwight Schrute's barn. I really like, want you know. the tornado to have the voice of the late great Paul Lind. <laughs> um, this barn's got like scythes and all sorts of like hay. Blades. Oh my yeah. gosh. I'm pretty sure there's like a long sword hanging there. I'm pretty sure it's my barn. Like that's what I, you know. They're like. We're not supposed to talk about that. <laughs> They're like a murdering psychopath lives here. And Bill's like, uh-uh, no, I don't think so. And then they get out, like, they go out the other end. And the tornado's, like, right there. There is it's no like way. for them. Patiently waiting there for them to no take over. no way they would be standing, like, in 300-mile-an-hour winds. But it still just playfully chases them as they run across the field. It throws a couple of pieces of wall at them and a few pieces of heavy machinery at them, which they just duck and it flies over them, misses them by inches. And they run for the watershed where Bill decides, oh, if we tie ourselves to these pipes, which go down lots and lots of 35 feet. feet he says yeah. with these lots convenient of straps of, of leather we found this. yeah with these convenient straps of leather that are right here we'll be safe this will be fine which they do they tie themselves to these pipes tornado goes over them they look up they see the center of the tornado which is essentially like the eye of a hurricane with an upside down tornado. I'm not entirely so, sure what's going on. And the tornado completely destroys the building they were in. Yes, not them does. at all with any. But kind they're of fine. They're not cut. Nothing. They're totally Their legs fine. Aren't ripped off. It's the power of love will save you. Sorry, Joe. If that if we Puke. ever get hit by a tornado, I'm throwing you in. Why? Um, <laughs> wait. How will that save you? It's the power of love. <laughs> the power of love. You don't need to sacrifice to appease the tornado. Yeah, it's the it's power of love. Um, tornado dissipates like feet away from after it got done hitting them, and 
basically that's the end of the movie and everybody's so excited and everybody drives up and they're all shouting and excited and happy and then joe and bill kiss and it's like so great and shine on plays and it's like so magical and everybody forgets that like people just died right no it's totally fine oh wait and then the store the the storm shelter and the farm opens up and a family of three just like joe's gets out and everyone is safe it's four It was a family of four. Family of four. Family of four. Five. And then if you look over in the cornfield, you see the forest ghosts of Judy Garland and Joe's dad high-fiving like, they did it! Yeah, there were three kids and a mom and a dad. Or a oh, woman and a man. Yeah. Two kids. There were three kids because the woman was carrying one. Oh. Yeah. There was a girl well, boy, I stand and corrected. the mom was carrying a kid. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, and... End movie. End fucking movie. Finally. Fucking. <laughs> Should we rate this bitch? Um, I don't think we really need to add anything else, do we? I don't think we do. Really. Anybody have any other trivia? There's no add? such thing as an EF6. Oh, yeah, there's that. Stops at S5, F5. You have to F- fix that on IMDb. You know that, right? I'll Number leave that up to down. you. I'll okay. leave that up to you. you know, I'll fix it to an F7. I'm just saying right now. There's no such thing as an F6. Uh, the do bridge. You want me to turn this TV back on? <laughs> no. The Bridge Creek Moor Tornado of 1999. It was not rated an F6. There is no such thing as an F6. There is no upper limit because that like 310 miles an hour is like the highest number, but they know it. There's potential it can go higher. It's just there is no upper limit. So there's anyway. never going to be an F6. Exactly. This isn't Neptune where there's because 900 mile per hour winds. An, oh, F- oh, cool. an F5 is no, it wouldn't. Essential, essentially <laughs> like would total absence of the house leaves only the slab. That's it. Wow. Now, F6 so, is where it takes the concrete slab, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And well, the, the crust underneath right. it. Yeah, like F, F6 would be like leaving like a comet crater. It removes the <laughs> F, concrete slab and the, the, the earth down to the mantle. No, an, F, an F7 is where a tornado hits a volcano and you get a lava cano. Oh. oh, my God. You're moving. So oh I have questions. Okay, yeah. well, wait, hold on, hold on. I have a few more things here. to put to say. Um, all the reports, like the news reports that they have in the movie, are actual recordings um, featuring various characters. Um, Gary England is a popular one. He actually just retired a few years ago. Um, he's in Oklahoma. Um, he was in there. And then there's a couple other names that I recognize as well. I will say a lot of the techno babble that they spout is just that techno babble. It makes no <laughs> sense. And I have it on very good authority that the quote research unquote in this movie is based very quote on very loosely on the research of the late great Tim Samaris of Twistex. Twistex. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Yes, didn't you have information about two people that actually survived tornadoes too? I do. Yes, let me tell you about them. Please do. Ready? Okay. <laughs> okay. So there are two people have that have actually survived the tor- being inside a tornado to tell about it. One man in 1928 and another in 1943. This is from HowStuffWorks.com, and it tells me about how tornadoes are formed, but we're going to skip that and just talk about these two people. Um, They were both farmers. 
Uh, one was Will Keller from Kansas. And 1928, he with, was, was with his family. Uh, he was checking out damage to wheat crop from a hailstorm that had just passed. He spotted an umbrella-shaped cloud in the near distance and had a feeling that a tornado might develop. Um, but before he knew it, there were three funnel clouds heading his way in a hurry. He rushed the family to the storm cellar, but before climbing in himself, decided to take another look. He's seen many tornadoes over the years, so he wasn't afraid, just cautious. But he was trans, he said he was transfixed by the tornado and held his position until it was directly overhead. We don't know how he did that. Um, but he said once inside the swirling cloud, everything was, quote unquote, as still as death. He reported smelling a strong gassy smell and had trouble breathing. When he looked up, he saw the circular opening directly overhead and estimated it to be roughly 50 to 100 feet in diameter and about half a mile high. The rotating cloud walls were made clearly visible by constant bursts of lightning that, quote, unquote, zigzagged from side to side, unquote. He also noticed a lot of smaller tornadoes forming and breaking free, making a loud hissing noise. The tornado then passed, skipping over his house and smashing the home of his neighbor. And then the second farmer was Roy Hall from Texas. Um, and he actually said the exact same thing, um, at least the same... Um, the same attributes of the tornado so confirming the first guy's story that's pretty nice. cool yeah okay so i've got some questions for you all real fast so obviously they didn't do that research before they did the this movie either or they would have known how to make the inside of a twister or they, they just didn't care they just fucking guessed they probably didn't care they guessed all right question one would you rather be in a tornado or a hurricane? Chaos, you go first. I'm going to say a tornado. Okay. Seems like hurricanes do a, like a ton more destruction. Okay. Maverick? Does this question really apply to me if I've been through both already? Yes. You have to answer the questions. It's the demands of the podcast. It's the contract you signed must answer all questions go with the tornado because it's over quicker okay hurricane is like i don't know it is it was i mean i had fun with it but <laughs> it's hard because it's just like constant wind and you're just like sitting there like crouched waiting but like a, a tornado is more destructive but it's over faster so it's blows through and you're set versus like sitting for hours and hours on end just listening to the wind blow from the hurricane so we'll go with tornado just joe i don't know i think you'd have more time and more warning with a hurricane you'd have more time to prepare and more warning get but, out of the like, way yeah but uh you know the tornado is quicker so i don't know I'd rather get it over quickly and go with tornado. Go tornado. Okay. I just always think of Hurricane Katrina, and I think I would not want to go through no, that. Yeah, so I pick all the tornado. flooding and oh, yeah. the, I have a feeling like that hurricanes definitely do more widespread damage. And plus, like I said, just like the hours and hours on end of the right. wind, and it's, you can hear it blowing, 
and you know that it's strong and it's just like you're just sitting there listening to it blow and you're just waiting for like to hear something you know like hit your house or your roof to peel off or something like that you're just sitting there like just waiting and it's just hours yeah. and hours of that versus just a you know quick yeah blow through. yeah all the sense. tornadoes i've been through have been really fast yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. Agreed. all right question two bill pullman or bill paxton chaos bill pullman maverick bill paxton just joe i don't know i think i'd have to go with bill pullman Mm, okay last and question you? oh you know it's bill paxton by the way i think bill pullman's a schmuck last whoa, question whoa. i'm turning the tv back on <laughs> it's going no, back on damn it all right last question helen hunt or bonnie hunt chaos who's bonnie hunt again her sister jumanji another actress obviously it's helen hunt then helen hunt right. i don't even remember who bonnie hunt is and i think helen's elephine all right uh maverick abstain from the question <gasps> i don't have an answer just joe well i don't know it's uh other than a few things i'm really not familiar with either of their like in-depth work yeah that's why i'm abstaining all right i'm bonnie hunt not that anyway but i'm bonnie hunt so should we rate that you asked one? it was your own question I why know. couldn't you answer your own question Here's do i like questions. helen hunt wow. or bonnie hunt better well i like bonnie hunt better she's a better actress. what about tornado or hurricane oh a tornado always always okay so shall we rate i think we should rate because i have fan fiction for you all this time oh excellent oh boy i'm afraid should be i swear i didn't write it <laughs> all right i think you did especially um, the one <laughs> uh who wants to rate first just joe Okay, although this movie has many, many flaws and plot holes and just face-palming moments, it is a fun movie to watch. It's a good, like, movie just to watch and turn your brain off and and just enjoy. And it reminds me a lot of, like, the old disaster movies from the 70s and early 80s. I think I'm going to have to give it a five um, swirling tornadoes out of ten. (laughs) <laughs> surprised you didn't rate it like an ef3 out of an ef5 or something like that okay if we're gonna do that I, yeah i'd give it about an ef2 to ef3 out of <laughs> you know from ef1 to ef5 could have been flying cows give it like three flying cows um <laughs> i'm actually pretty close to you i enjoy it i watch it every so often i mean it's very flawed obviously and even the special effects were making fun of oh the window's cracked oh it's not cracked oh the window's cracked again you know and Lots of editing problems, clearly, but um, it's watchable. I'm kind of pissed it brought on a whole nother thing of the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s of disaster movies where we get Volcano and Dante's Peak, and I blame this movie for that. Um, but I'll give it like a 5.143. Okay. Um, I will give it a 6. I think it's better than The Strangers. Fuck you. <laughs> Better than the str- oh, wait, that doesn't. Thank you. <laughs> and wow, she actually complimented you for a change. Thank you, compliment. Wow, her own insults backfired and failed her. And I, uh, oh yeah, actually no, let me give it a six point five because I think it's better than the strangers. So um, yeah, this is one that I watch quite a lot. Actually, I like disaster movies, even if they're just totally check your brain at the door and have a good time. So that's where I am. Same. I- we all know I'm the amateur meteorologist. This movie might be one of the reasons for that obsession. <laughs> um, 
I'm going to give it a 6.73. How old were you when this came out? This came out in 97? 96. I would have been nine. Hmm. (laughs) I mean, I've always liked thunderstorms. Well, I didn't like them when I was really little. I used to scream and go hide in my parents' room. But as I grew older, I learned to appreciate them more. So yeah, this movie came out when I was nine, and it was kind of a a moment. Mm, Cool. So... We have some fan fiction, guys. Fan fiction? I said it was not, not written by me. Um, some are like Into the Storm, Mod, then there's Super Smash Brothers, The Lion King, Sonic the Hedgehog. Wait, Harry- did you say Mod? Yep. Mod? Mod with yeah. B. Arthur. Yeah. Uh, Harry Potter, and then Twilight. Let's read the Mod one. I was going to read the Twilight one, but oh, and it's a, it's a mature one because I can't read it. Hold Ooh. on a second. Apply. Um, it doesn't have anything. It just has, it has two chapters and 273 words in those two chapters. No summary. I'm a little scared. Oh, no thanks. Yeah, pass. Helen Mod, though. A I'm lot so of tornadoes intrigued. And I love the Twilight Mod. one where Bella actually was uh, become a storm chaser because her yes. dad died. So it's but it's Bella, and then she becomes a vampire too. So storm chaser vampire. I'm, I'm not. I'm not hating the idea of like. Um, What's her name as a storm chaser, though? Maud? No. <laughs> Kristen Stewart? Kristen Stewart, yeah. I like Maud as a storm chaser. <laughs> that doesn't work. I am, too. Uh, should we pimp and get the fuck out? Yeah, let's do that. Um, no, I actually have to do it. Um, we are part of the Morbidly Beautiful podcast network. Morbidlybeautiful.com is your place for all things horror. Um, we are on all the social medias. We have an Instagram, a Facebook, a Facebook group, and a Twitter. Our social media maverick is maverick. Um, Carnage does our social media stuff too. Um, and we have, what else? Uh, we have a, uh, we'd really appreciate a review. It helps spread the word about the show. So if you give us a five-star review on, uh, iTunes that we really appreciate that. Um, if you want to support us monetarily to get some fun stickers or even some shirts, we have a threadless store link will be in the show notes for that. So that's it. And we'll also send some pictures up because I've gotten some pouches, some bags, some buttons. You've gotten some stickers and stuff. Yeah, definitely. So I'll just say that's it from me. So I'll just say goodbye from chaos and stay bloodthirsty, friends. Good night from Carnage. And as always, we are filmed in front of a live studio audience of flying cats. Cat. Another cat. I guess we don't get to say bye today, just Joe. I guess we don't. Yeah, they were. They did. Wow, but thanks sorry. for stepping all over. Sorry, us. go say bye and then I'll say my cat again. Well, goodbye. <laughs> I would also like to say hello You're and goodbye to everyone listening bitches. in Serbia. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, we are number thank 10. Thank you to our Serbian listeners. Yes, thank you. What are we, number 10? Yeah, we're say, number 10. Good night, everyone, and thank you to Jess Joe for being my storm chasing partner. You're welcome. You're I love sappy. you. Dealing with my craziness. 